Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Open or keep it under wrap. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track with Yetta Decker. And Ken Decker. And we're super excited to welcome you to another episode because we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, and truths. This time there's a lot of truth going to be dropping here. And that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home where our families thrive and we get to live the best life possible. Ken Decker. Yes, that's Christmas my name. Don't is- wear it out. Christmas is long gone. Yes. So why would I still want to keep it underwrapped? Like I know there's one present left and I really want to open it. And why on earth would I keep it wrapped? Well, I'm not really talking about presents, my love. Oh. I'm talking about the offer process. And should we keep it open bid or keep it sealed like it is now? It's under wrap. It's covered No one can see each other's offers. That's sealed bids. Okay, so we're talking real estate, and we are so excited that what we're going to learn in this episode is really why open bids or the contrast of closed bids, why it is so controversial, why people are a little bit, no, a lot bit (laughs) up in arms around this thing, and we're going to let you decide for yourself. What makes the most sense? Because then you get to be part of the solution, telling our government what we will or won't accept. Yeah, kind of like that. But kind it's, of. It's, kind of, but it's going to change anyways, whether uh, they want to or not. It's going. But the question going, is, going, gone. we operate under a sealed bid system right now. And in Trudeau's platform for the election, he said he wanted to outlaw sealed bids. Well, right now we're under law under the REBA 2002. REBA stands for Real Estate Business and Brokers Act. That's what we're governed under in Ontario. And it says that we are not allowed to disclose any details about the offer except for the quantity of offers on a property. Right. We actually so, must disclose. Right. To another agent or to our consumer if we're working directly with the client. Precisely. So the one piece of information yep. that you, must be disclosed mm-hmm. and is disclosed under closed bid and the only piece of information that legally can be disclosed is the number of offers. Right. And the confu- that gets confusing for, pe- for the consumer, I think, not confusing necessarily for the realtor because it's easy to, for somebody to ask, so what's the irrevocable? Like how long do you have on all the other offers? What are the closing dates on the other offers? Seemingly insignificant or benign questions. But they're except- important. They are important. I I believe that. But that's part of the process. You can't disclose that. No. But what you could disclose, which we kind of get around that 
as far as the irrevocable time is we disclose when we're going to present. And how long we want to be able to present. Right. Yeah, so how we long tell we how need. long the next offer, how long we want them to give us as an irrevocable. But the only thing we're disclosing is whether we have one offer, two offers, three offers, and we right. keep updating all the buyers, all the agents, right up to the time we present, they get to know how many offers they're competing. And many times people readjust their offer based on if they're just competing against one offer or they're competing against 20 offers, they might put a slightly different price in. Well, they often do unless they've come in late in the game and they already know how many offers there are. But the Mm -hmm. first person to the party, I always celebrate the first person to the party. So in my world, the first person to the party is always the last person to the party. They get that last opportunity because they are disadvantaged not knowing how many. Although they've gotten updates, I will still give them the courtesy because, you know, it's your Mm -hmm. best friends that come first. And your best friends that leave last, there's got to be an advantage. So we're in a very heated seller's market again this this spring. Yeah. And what what the people are thinking, that if it was open bid, where they could see what the other people were bidding, then the prices might not go as high as they do when it's sealed bid. And truthfully, I believe the seller should be able to decide. Right now, the law says it has to be closed. Mm-hmm. But I think the seller should be allowed to decide whether they want to put it as an open bid system and they notify all the buyers it's going to be open bid or they notify all the buyers it's going to be sealed bid. It should be the seller's choice. Right, not the government mandating it. And it's right. a little bit confusing to me and I think to you. because no Well, here's why. Because the government <clears throat> contracts are closed oh, yeah. bid. All of them. Right, always. And so then Trudeau know, says he wants to outlaw it for, for residential homeowners to be able to do a sealed bid. I think that's just wrong because then he, we would say, okay, you can't, we'll outlaw having a closed bid for building a bridge or building a highway. Right. That should be open. Yeah. If you're going to go open, let's go open. Let's unwrap the thing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's where the, the controversy lies because it's only being targeted in one area. Now, the other reason it's a little bit controversial is because, as Ken said, he thinks it would be wise, and I would actually agree with him. So that's rather exciting. What what, what are you agreeing to? (laughs) That we both have the same perspective on this one. Oh, really? Okay. Because if it is open bid, Mm -hmm. which is like an auction effect. Yes. And once you see what somebody else pays, you might pay more. Because some people think it will actually reduce the prices because sometimes people may go in a little higher than they needed to to get a property because they're tired of losing. Right. And they don't know how much more than the next guy or gal or family or Mm -hmm. couple, but they don't know how much more they're paying than the one next to them. Right. And then that price kind of sets the precedence for the next home that is similar is probably going to sell somewhere around that price or even a little bit more in a heated market. Right. Which we're in. And the biggest reason for the heated market is there's virtually no inventory. Right. In certain markets. I mean, it does change, but. So do you think that open bid will actually reduce prices yet? I don't think so. And here's why I don't think so. And maybe you, like me, have been to an auction. 
I've been to many auctions. And there was one that has been built into my brain that will never go anywhere. Although it was several years ago now, and we had an auction, one of those used furniture auctions, Ken got hooked on it at one point. Well, as a matter of fact, you said I couldn't go anymore because the problem was mm -hmm. at an auction, it doesn't matter what the price goes to, if you have the ability to buy, you can keep outbidding people. Right. And I would. Yes, I'd you get would. Excited and caught up in the moment. And sometimes paid way too much for something when right. I got it home and got a close look at it. Ooh, I overpaid for this. Like three times it's worth or <laughs> 10 times it's worth. And if it was a charity auction, we decided, well, that was our charity contribution. All good, all fine, not a problem. Mm -hmm. Except when it wasn't a charity conversation and it was, we were actually paying more for the product. So the one that really has brought me to the reality that auctions often will get somebody going out of control. And that was, there was a desk there, loved it, wanted it. I was bidding, Ken and I were bidding. We were going against the person. There was one person left at the end and us and kept going back and forth. And finally I went, eh, it's beyond, it, it has surpassed what we had said and Ken stop it now. And he did, which was so good. Anyway, I decided I still wanted the desk. Well, I went shopping in stores, found it, for 25% less, and actually it was probably 40% less by the time they paid the auction fees at a store brand new than a used one at an auction house. Imagine so, that. Right. So the point is, is it going to lower it? I don't think so. I think the seller having a choice would be the best option. Hmm. So Rico does uh, compliance as well, right? So Rico is our Real Estate Council of Ontario, and they will tell you if you have too many offers or you didn't give the right number. Right. right. So if you're ever concerned about that, there is recourse. So anyway, the future is not certain until it is here. Going once, going twice, sold! Whoa. <laughs> We're excited that we have created for you over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes, and they're free. And really what they're all about is insider to insights, really, real estate insights, the market, making house home, building wealth, and even life exponential. And the best part is you get access to them from home, from the office, or even on the go. And they're free. Well, oh, I forgot that. That's like a big <laughs> deal. They're free, apparently. Yeah. So pretending to be an auctioneer. I was Talk practicing. I wasn't pretending. I was practicing. Practicing being an auctioneer. Yeah. Why on earth, as a realtor, mm -hmm. would you want to practice being an auctioneer? Because we were just talking in the previous episode about open and closed bids, right? And as a real estate agent, we're required to have closed bids. We're not currently. allowed to disclose currently the information. But that's probably going to change. Right. And we're hoping the sellers will get to choose. Right. And of course they will. And right now. Well, not if it's outlawed. Not if closed bid is outlawed. Well, that's true. But it, right now, the, the projection is that they will have the choice. That's right. what's in the writing of the legislature, legislature that hasn't been fully passed yet. Okay. And so what we're going to learn in this episode is about why there's already bids happening 
when it's not legal yet. Like in the real estate industry, there's already an auction effect and you can hire an auction house when you're going to sell rather than working with a realtor that is working in a closed bid system. Yeah. And the reason that's happening, we talked yeah. about REBA 2002, Real Estate Real Estate Business and Brokers Act 2002. Yeah. It's still applicable even though it's, it says 2002 and it's 2022. Yeah. No but, updates. Well, actually, well, there's there are revisions. TRESA, yeah. TRESA, the Trust mm-hmm. in Real Estate Act. Mm-hmm. 2020 has been passed, but not all of it is in effect because they're writing the meat on the bones of the laws. Right. And the only thing that they've passed is they allowed us to call us realtors now or agent instead of um, sales representative sales rep- or broker. Yep. That and and they've allowed us to have a personal corporation, a professional corporation, to right. house our income as opposed to having to take it personally. Right. Those are the two changes that have come in. That have already taken place in the last 12 months, really. Right. And the other changes that are coming are the ability to have open bid, the ability for um, uh, our governing body, RICO, the Real Estate Council of Ontario, to have even bigger teeth when realtors do things that are wrong, unethical, immoral, against the code, against the act, they have larger fines, larger ability to suspend or even revoke real estate licenses. Right. So I think that's really, I mean, that's not what this episode's about and we better do one where you can (laughs) understand that piece as well and know what's happening. And yet I'm super excited about it. Yeah. That part of it, because I think most realtors are ethical. They follow the, the code of ethics and everything that we need to follow as a realtor. And you can see that there's a lot of governing bodies. Like Ken's been throwing around acronyms. Now, the nice thing is he's been explaining what they are. And yet it makes me think every time I hear the acronym, oh, what does that actually stand for? Because there's so many governing mm-hmm. bodies that govern right. how we function and live. So the good news is there's more and more and more protection for the consumer, mm-hmm. even as things continue to change radically. Right. And so technology has changed radically. REBA 2002 was instilled in 2002. And there was <laughs> a loophole in it. We call it a loophole. It was an auctioneer exemption. Because auctioneers from time to time, they would auction off a farm, for instance, and all the equipment and the house and the, and the building contents. and the content. And, and part mm-hmm. of that was the ability to sell the actual piece of real estate. Right. So they had an exemption. But now there's a couple companies that have grabbed hold of that exemption and are basically trading in real estate without a license. Right. But RICO doesn't care because they're exempt. Right. But I care because I think the public needs to know that they're not regulated like a real estate agent is. Well, they're just an auction house. Exactly. So they can kind of do almost anything and everything they want. Yeah, I mean, they can't break the law. They can't do fraudulent things. And yet- But they're not governed by the the strict- Code of ethics and business practices- And regulations. Real estate agents are. And they don't have anybody to hold them account. Yeah. There's nobody- Right. So there's no it, RICO, right? There's nothing. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're operating now not under the old assumption of 
the odd time there would be an auction of the entire contents, everything, the buildings, everything. They have created an online platform kind of like mm-hmm. eBid or eBay, sorry, eBay. Well, it's eBid, eBay, pretty <laughs> much the same gig. And people can auction off their house. Right. On electronic auction. And when you place a bid, they, they have a tentative closing time. But if, if there's been a bid within, I think it's three minutes, it stays open for three minutes. It gives the next person time to bid. So you can see what the bids are. But how do you know each bidder is a valid bidder? You don't. You don't even know if they have the ability to close on it. You don't know really anything. And yeah. you don't know also if it's, unfortunately, somebody that's just helping drive up the price. Because yeah. I've been to many an auction, not for houses, but many an auction where there's a plant to get things moving. Did, did you know who the plant was? Sometimes. Sometimes it's me at a charity auction. <laughs> yeah, you often are the pl- yeah, you've often been that plant. <laughs> but the thing is, he's willing to keep going and get it moving. And then sometimes I kick him under the table or hit him across the arm or do something to tell him to stop it. You've surpassed anything I'm comfortable with now. Thank you for getting it going. Really happy that you were here <laughs> and raised extra money for the charity, but back off, buddy. But I have ended up with stuff. Oh, so much garbage. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean like garbage, garbage, but things we definitely didn't need yeah. brought into the house. Yeah. So, so we gave it away. Yes. <laughs> Overpay for stuff and then give it away because you don't really want it. That, but the charity um, worked. Yeah. It's for charity, good. it's good. It's all good. So Tressa to 2020 was when it was passed. That's why it's called Tressa 2020. But all of its bones are not instilled yet. And we're looking at probably September. where of they will, 2022. Yes, September of this year, 2022, where they will tighten down the exemption mm-hmm. on auction houses so that the only piece they can do is the actual auctioning. They can't do open houses. They can't do showings. They can't. They can't represent the seller, you know, for the week prior. They can only receive bids and close the bid on the highest bid, and right. that's all they can do. So that will help the public. I think it will protect the public. I think it from- will protect the consumer, protect the seller, mm-hmm. protect the buyer. And make it much yeah. Um, safer. Yeah. And by the way, an auction model only works because we're in extreme shortage of supply. Right. If we have lots of supply, you can have an auction. Nobody shows up. Then what do you do? Well, <laughs> then you try conventional real estate. But sometimes, unless you're in this kind of market, you actually do more harm than good because you have exposed it and you've kind of gotten it tired when it was not at the right place and being marketed in the right way. Mm-hmm. So we're in interesting times. The markets shift like the shifting sands in the desert. Yeah. And yet we've been in about a two year now. Yeah. Extreme sellers market. So, yeah. Auctions are so much fun. And we've enjoyed for over 30 years coming along buyers and sellers over 3,117 times, not only <laughs> helping them buy and sell real estate, helping them make the best decisions that they possibly could increase their fun, increase their faith, increase even their fitness. 30 years of really helping individuals and families 
make the most out of their life mm-hmm. in business and at home. Yeah. Who knew? So if we did it, you can too. <laughs> that is truth. Truth right there. So I have a concern about that auction thing. Really? What yeah. kind of concerns do the you have? The biggest concern Because they're is fun. There's so much fun Especially for Ken live Decker. auctions. I hate silent auctions. Because you run around, you write things on pages. But live auctions? Oh. But the problem is, you pay too much too often. Sometimes, yeah. Right. So that's the biggest fear, I think. So in this episode, what you're going to learn is what some of those things are that you need to be aware of, especially as a buyer. We've talked a little bit about the seller concerns in a previous segment, but in this segment, we're going to focus on what the buyers should be aware of. I was going to say fear, but I don't like to build fear into you. Certainly, you want to be aware. Yeah, there's no fear if you have knowledge and you make a wise decision. That's the point, isn't it? It is the decision. So if we talk about one of the things is unconditional offers. See, in the past, before the craziness in real estate, everything was conditional. Pretty much. Like it it was like once every six months, we'd write something up that had zero conditions in it. Right. And now almost half of them. Or a third of them yeah. are no conditions. Well, and it was because you're in multiple as, bids and right. you need to take out your home inspection or your finance. You need to do all that in advance. Right. But with so, an auction, Ken, hold on. Yes. At one point, it was up to two thirds almost that yes. were unconditional, that right. were just firm. Now, there is a contrast before you go down this road because I think it's important to understand the distinction between condition and terms. Yes. Because that is confusing for buyers. Even after we educate often. So a condition basically means that you can uh, get out of the transaction based on not fulfilling that condition, whether it's financing, home inspection, reviewing the status, getting insurance, uh, getting lawyer approval, whatever it is. That you've chose to put in in as a condition. You can walk away if you don't find the result that you were looking for. Right. Now, a term, on the other hand, does not make the contract non-binding. It's just a term. And a term can be like, the seller agrees to... Pump the septic system. Pump the septic system. Or... Maintain the furnace. Or change a window out that's broken. Or or do whatever. a repair on the foundation that was found during your... Even if you're going to go unconditional, you still might have terms where you've done a pre-inspection and there's a significant amount of work to be done, you could still have the term of a certain repair being done, a chimney repair or a furnace replacement at the expense of the seller. Because sometimes not getting those done before closing causes an issue with getting financing. Right. Or sometimes the buyer, once they they use up all their money on the down payment, they don't have the money to do a major repair like change the shingles. We've written offers where it has a term that the seller will put new shingles on a certain color, a certain quality by a certain company prior to closing. And then we just elevate the price a little bit. Or have it negotiate. Depends on the market you're in. Mm -hmm. Because in certain markets, it's the seller's problem, not the buyer's problem. Mm -hmm. And in other markets, it's more the buyer's problem, not the seller's problem. So with with an auction, you're buying... As is, where is. 
Right. No terms. You can't put any terms into right. the. So that's why we're bringing this up. You can't put conditions and you can't put terms. And they're distinctly different and provide a different level mm-hmm. of benefit to the buyer. Right. The other thing with an auction is you want to know are the people you're yeah. bidding against real people? Are some of them the seller because the seller wants the price to go higher? Are they allowed to bid on their own property? Maybe they are. and Maybe that's totally. Right. And you don't have the names of the bidders. They, they can put initials or the only person that has the names of the bidders is the auction house. Right. And then the other thing to be aware of is sometimes you can afford the starting price. Or even an extra hundred thousand or whatever, because there there will usually be a reserve. So I guess that I'm kind of flashing two together here. There'll usually be a reserve, so it needs to go to a certain point. But also the price as it continues to escalate may get beyond what you can actually afford or what you can well, qualify you stop, for right? and you stop Ooh, that's unless you there. get caught up. You're just oh. talking about qualifying. Yeah. You have to be pre-qualified for the purchase. There's no send the bank in for an appraisal. There's no, no, you're buying. You better be, you better have your ducks in a row and you better have uh, item B, like you have your A financing, but you have better have some secondary financing in case something goes wrong. And even C, like family members to help you if something goes wrong, because when you bid, you put your deposit, you've bought the property if, if you're the highest bid. Right. And, and unless you want to get into a legal mess, which is really what would happen if you didn't close on what you've purchased. Because you've bought and not paid for it yet, but you have negotiated a legal binding mm-hmm. contract, even if you thought something was going to be great about the house and then now the financing doesn't get through because sometimes it's just the appraised value. But you, most people don't pay for an appraisal in advance because now you can do that six times, 10 times. 55 is the highest I heard where somebody put 55 offers in before they got their house. Now, that's extreme, <laughs> but certainly 10 or 12 is not that uncommon in a saturated buyer's market mm-hmm. versus the supply of the of right. the sellers of the properties. So, so back to the auction thing. The issue yeah. with auctions as well is many times the starting price, and they, they post them on the MLS as what we call a mere posting. In other words, they're using the MLS for advertising, but it's not being done through traditional real estate. So we require a comment in the comment section, the public comment section that says being sold by digital auction. That's current already. That's current. But the issue is they're putting up prices on the MLS that are not at the reserve. They're well below the reserve price. And we mm-hmm. set up searches for our clients with their maximum price. Say it's 600000 Well, if there's an auction house property and maybe they put it on at five ninety nine, but it's really an $800,000 house every day of the week. The, right, because the reserve is eight hundred. So you'd need maybe a million so to then actually we, buy Yeah, it. so then we get calls from our client. Oh, we want to see mm-hmm. this property. And I go, okay, we can show it to you. Just know it's not going to sell at the price it's listed. Right, because it's kind of a trick. Yeah. Doesn't feel nice. 
Yeah. Now you can do a pre-inspection or get, uh, mm -hmm. they have pre-inspections done on the auction properties, most of them. And they also have pre-status certificate done. Yeah. The problem is those things are the seller's possession. They don't protect the buyer. The buyer has no recourse on that, right? If there's something that didn't go quite the way you thought it should, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really, if you're thinking about an auction, you're thinking about putting a bid in, call us because informed people tend to make the best decisions. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey of real estate and wealth. Moving forward with the